0: It's the E-Commerce Master Plan Podcast. Here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently. By cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas.
1: Hello, Master Plan World, and welcome to our latest podcast. It's a pleasure, as always, to have you listening. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Andrew Wilson is a mail order marketing genius. In fact, his was the first e-commerce training workshop I ever attended way back in the early 2000s. He now works with many e-commerce businesses around the UK. But Andrew's here today to chatting with us because he's recently stepped back into the shoes of the e-commerce business owner, having purchased allergybestbuys.co.uk, a mail order e-commerce business providing products that help allergy sufferers all over the world. Andrew, I've just given our listeners a very quick overview of you and your business and where you are now. So how did you personally get started in e-commerce?
0: Um, well, on the consultancy side, I mean, I started my consultancy in 98 um, when e-commerce was just becoming a thing um, and had grown up since oh, the end of the last ice age uh, in catalogs and found e-commerce Actually, really exciting. It was a new thing to do. I've been in doing the old thing for about twenty years, and it was really nice to have something new to do. And it was very exciting. And I am—I am a bit of a, a technology enthusiast, so it was great for me. And um, I got uh, very interested there. Evidently, as you say, ran courses because um, I, I managed to educate myself. Uh, and in my business, in my uh, consultancy business, you know, was educated by my clients as well. It has to be said. Um, and then. Um, gave consultancy right up to uh, the end of uh, last year, Um, well, I still do, but uh, then foolishly decided to to buy a a business, Um, put my money where my mouth is.
1: Excellent. As someone who kind of started off in that mail order world, rather like I did, but with a lot more experience, you know, before the world of e-commerce came along, it always struck me that the mail order world had the right skill set to transfer into e-commerce, the the ability to work with data, the ability to understand where the money's coming from, where you, what you're paying for that for those orders and so forth. Would you say that's a something that you've been able to, you know, your experience in the catalogue world really, really helps when it comes into getting an e-commerce business to tick?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting. The, the, the people who should have been running e-commerce businesses weren't. Um, and in the early days of e-commerce, you had all these people with really great ideas, um, putting websites together and and starting businesses. And then they get an order and go, what do we do now? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, it's all the back end stuff that the catalog people actually knew and had honed over, you know. Actually, 150 years, um, and, and 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 these these people came in, kind of panicking with the stuff. We kind of went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, and and, and uh, you know the whole data approach, um, but was was also ingrained within catalogues. But you know the people who are running e-commerce com- companies for them in the main were extraordinarily bright. Because you know, they're pioneers. And so, you know, you have to be quite bright to be a pioneer. And they got got it quite quickly. And then of course, you, you know, I suppose the real big shift was when, you know, Google got into the market and people began to really take notice of data.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Okay, so let's um talk a little bit about where your business is right now.
0: Um, right, we're we're a, a tiddly little business. Um uh it's uh turns over a, a mere quarter of a million pounds a year. Um, we think it's going to grow. We bought the business. We actually took uh, ownership of half of the business, it has to be said, in October of last year. Um, we took a look at it. We thought that the website needed revising. Um, we, the existing warehousing was not good for, good for us. Uh, it was in a farm up in, in, in Yorkshire um, and also, uh, we thought the catalogue could do with a bit of a revamp. So up and by the sort of end of February, I mean, it does sound absolutely mad when I say it. We actually built a new website um, from, you know, just standing start. Um, we re- completely revised the catalogue and we shifted the warehouse uh, to um, uh, being outsourced down in uh, with our friends at ClientBase, you know well, I think, uh, down at Newton Abbott. Um, so, so you
1: just kind of changed everything then?
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, And and wondered why I kind of wake, woke up some morning screaming, you know, um, uh, uh, but, you know, it's, uh, we, we, we needed to force the pace a bit. Um, And where it is now, um, we went through the, the, the new website, you know, thing when you, we actually, we actually made it even worse because we not only moved to a new website is that just after that, we moved on to uh, HTTPS as well so th- you know we not only had the elephant's trunk of 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 the the time between going to the new websites and the redirects kicking in um but we also made our site more difficult for google to look at because we just sort of changed the entire um thing so um, <laughs> we we you know the traffic was a bit quiet for a while uh, so <laughs> here's a little tip don't do those two things at once you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is going like, well, oh, we could do this and this. We're, it's going to be chaos. Let's just chuck all the chaos in for a couple of months and then we can get on with working it out afterwards. I yeah. I respect the approach. Um, yeah. So you're based in the UK and are you selling all over the world or just to the UK?
0: Um, pretty much by accident. Um, um, we're selling all over the world. We sell needs we don't sell wants. Um, so we, we sell to people who... Um, Would not buy our product if they didn't actually need to. It's it's actually stuff that people would prefer not to buy. Um, It's people where our main markets. um, And this may sound you know slightly callous, but they're eczema, asthma, um, and all sorts of allergies. From you know, and the, the allergies that. You won't realize people have. Um, there are people, you know, there's things like alcohol allergies. Would you believe it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> alcohol is my friend. Um, uh, uh, alcohol allergies, nickel allergies. It's, is a huge allergy. Um, there are only food allergies, which are, most people know about. Um, but you know, there's various curious things about the skin. So we, we, uh, we sell products to, to help people relieve the symptoms, um, that they have because we can't cure them. But what we can have is we can give them um, uh, some relief from the symptoms that they have.
1: And those symptom reliefs, just to give give the listeners an idea of, of what sort of products we're talking about. Are we talking supplements? Are we talking clothing? What's the?
0: What's uh, we the- try and avoid supplements. To be perfectly honest, I mean the the, the legislation around supplements is absolutely. Mind-boggling. I, I did an awful lot of work in the vitamin market um, in my consultancy days. Um, you know when it was all sort of Jersey-based and all the rest and Guernsey-based, um, and it, it, it the EU have really clamped down on it in perhaps a little heavy-handedly. So we don't do those. Big markets for us are things like bedding. Um, yeah. uh, so if you've got asthma, or asthma or eczema, for instance, um, basically dust, dust mites crap in your bedding. I mean, there's no, there's, there's no nice way of putting this. And um, if, if some people are actually allergic to dust mite poo um, in terms of skin, sometimes when they breathe it in, they have respiratory complaints. So we actually sell encasements for your bedding. Um, which have to be, you know, less than 10 microns weave and all the rest of it. And it's fabulous stuff. I mean, it has to be said. It's very high quality. Um, it's made, made for us, uh, especially, and it is our own brand. Um, and it is, uh, it, it is our major seller. Um, and we sell a lot of that, but we also sell some attractive bedding too. Um, we have, uh, the, the bamboo does have some nice, um, antiseptic kind of qualities. And we do a super range of bamboo bedding, which, you know, just to test it out, we're stuck on our own bed. And it is actually nicer than than Egyptian cotton. Oh, wow. It's lovely. And we've got some beautiful colors and stuff. I mean, it is really good. The other tweak that we have when we're selling is um, that because people have um, uh, a need for this because of a medical condition, we can actually offer products um, VAT-free. Um, so, they can actually uh, claim the VAT back when they are purchased from us. And one major evan- event we made, advance rather, we made on the new site rather than the old one was that we made this process uh, uh, available online. So, uh, in the basket, they could actually claim to, to have the VAT back and not actually pay the VAT. Um, so, that, you know, there's tw- no, not 20% discount, but, you know.
1: Yeah, but it, it just makes you that bit more appealing than any other site where they have to, you know, buy it and then claim it back and all the rest of it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have to say that that we we pinched the idea off one of uh, my uh, ex-clients, which is Cozy Feet, um, who you probably know, mm-hmm. uh, who, who who do wider fitting shoes, and they they, they actually had it online, um, and and we thought that would be a damn good idea to put it on ours, um, and of course, you know, one of the the technical complications is that you actually have to store all those events. So that it will be available if HMRC come knocking on the door saying, hmm, "Could you just prove this person had a, <laughs> had an yeah. allergy?" Uh, it's, it's not us, uh, 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 the onus isn't on us to, to to prove that they actually have an allergy. It's its onus is on us just to prove that we, we 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 let them tell us that they had an allergy.
1: That piece of that is very complicated, and I think the whole international selling piece with VAT is going to become a big talking point and a big growth industry as we go into the next couple of years. But I want to just find out a little bit more about where the business is right now, and then we'll move on, move on to get into a lot of detail in a couple of areas. So what are the key kind of widgets and plugins you've got going on on the website, like search and reviews, that kind of stuff?
0: Um, we have let the, um, uh, we have, um, uh, on on the website, to be honest, we have been taking things quite gently, uh, mainly because we didn't want to kind of, um, overload it. Um, on on the website itself, we, are we're just going live this week, actually, with Sub2. Do you want to talk about Sub2?
1: Yeah, let's talk about Sub2.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Sub2. Um, Sub2 Technologies, um, what they do is that they, um, take your, your database of customers... And they have a pool of other customers, uh, of, of their other clients, um, a bit like any of the data pools like Abacus or, um, uh, or, or Club Convas. And um, they, they chuck everybody in the pool. Um, and there's quite a lot of things they can do with this. One of the things they can do is um, that when somebody comes to your site and browses, Um, or abandons a basket they can because they've got all these people in their pool cook it they can then send an abandoned browsing email to people um which actually pictures the product they were looking at and 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 just said you know thanks for visiting our site da 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 da, da. Um, and please like we should give us another go um i'm i'm very hopeful that it's going to be very good for us. I certainly know that when crew clothing used it, they had a 300% uplift in abandoned basket um, responses. Um, So I'm, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, if you, um, uh, you know, there, there is there is one um, gift retailer. I mean, I know this, and I know the gift retailer, but I can't give away their secrets. Yes. Um, who uses their uh, ROI as a stick to beat beat every other <laughs> every other supplier of online marketing? <laughs> um, uh, it is it, it 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 is very good. And then after that, um, when that's done, um, you can then set, up, set it up. So if anybody uh, come from your database comes on um, to the site who has bought previously, in 300 milliseconds, it rearranges the site to reflect their previous purchases. Oh, very cool. It is very cool. Um, and, and the great thing is, so, you know, one of the great things is, is it, it, if you haven't got the, in, in another market, if you haven't got uh, the size in their, their dress size or their shoe size, um, you don't show them anything that is not in their size.
1: But of course for you, it's, it's critical, isn't it? Because if someone's got a nickel allergy, they've got a nickel allergy. They're not interested yeah. in something that's, you know, going to fight bed bugs. No. So it's, yeah, it's going to be, going to be properly essential. Um, I should just say to, uh, to all the listeners, don't worry if you can't grab a pen and quickly scribble down where we're going with all of this, where all these, these links and these great tips and tools um, Andrew's giving us are, because I'll be putting them all on the show notes page. They'll be there for, they're there for you right now. In fact, if you're listening to this, which is at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash allergy. So you can find links to everything that's being mentioned um, right there. So Andrew, one last question about where you are right now. You've got quite an interesting team structure haven't you so I wonder if you could just ex- not that you know everything you've been saying already hasn't been incredibly interesting and useful um your team structure is quite different so if you could explain a bit about that
0: well we're a virtual company um Really, that we we don't have offices. Um, we there are three of us uh, that that work in the business um, with various uh, tasks. There's there's myself who kind of looks after you know thinking about stuff um, and <laughs> planning. <laughs> um, then um, the the two business people who make their business actually work are, are indeed my wife Marianne, who I believe you know, um, and Marianne actually looks after the um, the operation side of the business but also contributes to the marketing as well. She has some you know, good ideas every now and again. Um, and then the third person in the business uh, is, is Chuyessa. Um, and uh, what she looks after is that she actually is the person with the knowledge of the industry. So she does product sourcing. Um, she looks after um, the blog um, information. Uh, it, basically she's the company memory and company knowledge. Um, uh, on, on the market. Now we work in, 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 disparate places. So we, Marianne and I are both based in Bristol and, and Chewy is based in London. So, it, you know, it, we, you know, we do make uh, fair, good, decent use of technology. Uh warehouse is outsourced um, and uh, is, is run in, in, in Newton, Abbot by client base. Um, and, you know, when you you outsource a, a warehouse, you you say, "Look, it's going to take six months before they get it," and particularly in an air product area like ours, yeah. which, which needs a bit of expertise. And and in actual fact, I mean, I think they got there in about four months. Wow, which was fantastic. I mean, they've done a great job, and now we don't worry anymore.
1: And Presumably, they're doing your call center as well.
0: Yeah, um, they do. We, the, the great thing about moving is we, well, one of the great things is is that we used to be a, a, a nine to five, Monday to Friday uh, call center. Um, and now we, we're we open uh, evenings and weekends too. So that's rather good. Um, and, uh, you know, full customer service and uh, email responses too. So, I mean, it's a full contact center service that we get from them.
1: Thank you. So good to be able to concentrate on growing the business, not just on keeping the customers happy on that day to day basis, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And, and, and of course, the, you know, if you look at the structure of any company, the most, the, 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 the greatest number of people are employed within operations actually, you know, making the ideas work. Um, and therefore, you do lose the, 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 all the staff issues. Um, And, you know, I I ran companies before I became a consultant. And I've got to say that, you know, 80% of your time is is actually spent on staff issues.
1: Yep. I know that feeling. Um, (laughs) Sorry, that was awfully blunt from me there, but there (laughs) you go.
0: Yeah, but true. But true. (laughs) true. Um,
1: So, Andrew, that's been really useful to understand a little bit about where you are kind of right now. What I would love, and I know our listeners would find really fascinating, is as you you're literally, what, eight months in to owning a brand new business or to, to owning a brand new business to you that was already going. Give us some, have you got any tips you could share about how you made the decision to buy, about how, you know, things you've learned going through the process of setting up a new company?
0: Sure. I mean, what happened is, is, um, uh, as a consultant and my wife is actually, um, in her, is also a consultant in, in another field is that you actually are only earning money when you're sitting in front of somebody. Um, and, and giving them advice or writing them a paper or something like that. And, and, you know, I, I wanted what I called a car park business and the great, you know, uh, there's a bloke who used to own loads of car parks and he said, you know, the great things about car parks is they make you money while you're asleep. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, an e-commerce business makes you, makes you money while you're not doing anything. It's marvelous, but you know, people turn up because you've got all these automated processes and, and people just come to your site and spend money. And I thought this would be great, me actually earning money without having to you know getting in a car and travel and do all these other things and so for a while um for a few years, we were looking for the right opportunity um and we had a little foray a few years ago, which you know was you know kind of didn't do what we wanted it to do and so we 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 you know, licked our wounds and moved on um and then um we, can, I was actually asked by a, a friend, I think you know Ian Simpson at Catalogues for Business. I do. Uh, yeah. and and Ian said to me, he said, um, oh, you want to go and see Chewy Essa? You know, see, I think they could, you know, I think they could benefit from you, um, your help. And I went along and, you know, businesses of that kind of size and, you know, not being funny, um, generally can't afford me. Of my size, I can't afford my own consultancy. Um, <laughs> but I like Chewy and I actually really like the business. Um, and I thought, you know, this this could be it and then um robert who was the the co-owner um was actually 85 years old wow. um and and he was he robert's brilliant i mean he drives into work every day and you know he's working work in away and and he's a great example of you know keep doing something to stay young but he was he was ready to pack it in and so we went into a very long and protracted um negotiation over buying the company. And, and one tip in buying a company is, is you always value less something that somebody else owns than if you owned it. And so what happens is, is you do get to quite a long negotiation. It did take us about two years. Wow! To buy them. <laughs> it, it was it was it was a kind of it was a tri- triumph of hope over experience. Um, uh, but it did take us a long time, and it was very amicable. Um, um, but but you know, when you, I mean, they have been working on the business for about fourteen years, and and you know, when you know, some bright spark comes up and say, "I'm going to offer you this for it," you, you think that much for 14 years you've got to be kidding but you know the unfortunate thing is is that small businesses generally aren't worth too much unless somebody really really wants them you know if if boots decided they want allergy best buys they wouldn't mind flowing a few million at it but you know i'm not in that i'm not that in in that league and so also small businesses are actually quite hard to value um because if you look at them on paper they're worth absolutely nothing
1: oh it's it's totally that supply and that that root of supply and demand well your accountant can tell you any number and yes you should have an idea of what it might be worth but until someone's willing to buy it, it mm. you there's no price on it it's you yeah. know it's it's well how much do you want to pay for it well i don't know how much do you want for it well i don't know <laughs> so yeah. i totally understand why it could have taken 2 years because it's very very hard to value because it, yeah. it's i guess however much due diligence you do you're still basing it on unknowns so yeah. Did you do a lot of due diligence in this?
0: Process? Oh yeah, quite, quite, quite a bit. I mean, one thing about the valuation, right? Just nip back there. Mm, I mean, yeah, you, you, you either the, the sums are you either pay four to eight times EBIT, you know, earnings before in, uh, interest and taxes. So you, 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 that's a good way of 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 valuing a business because you know a little business is not very much money and doesn't represent um, good value for the owners who are selling it. Um, so actually, I had some very good advice, both from Graham Wynn, who was at Healthy Direct and is now owns FlowerCard, and indeed from George Adams, who, um, who I've met when he worked at uh, Three Eyes and he's now at Piper. Um, George, both of which said, you know, basically screw, screw what the, the finances say, pay how much you want it.
1: Interesting, because I should just explain to everyone who's, who's listening, um, Piper is Piper private equity who are specialists in, uh, I think they're just in the UK, at buying and growing e-commerce businesses. So for them to be giving that advice, that's unbelievably useful advice for anyone out there who's either thinking of selling or thinking of buying.
0: I mean, I have to say, George did this as George. Um, and, and George is, is, is a, a really nice VC, you know, uh, um, he's a really great VC. Um, and he's a nice guy and he, he just, he, that was his personal advice. You know, it wasn't backed by, by by It was actually by, you know, it was him. And I just phoned him and said, George, what do you think? And he was very kind. Um, and so, and I think that's good advice. The other thing, due diligence. Yes, we did due diligence, but the way the company was structured, um, the, data and finances came from in different streams so it's fairly hard to unpick and at a certain point you have to say well there's that amount of money in the bank they seem to have taken that amount of money in sales that seems to be absolutely tickety-boo the big tip though on 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 due diligence though is make no assumptions not a <laughs> single one because you know there, there will be you know it 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 would check or oh, they've got all their registrations for this, you know, uh, check that, you know, do they own the, the rights to that? Do they? Because you walk it and, and you believe because you come from other businesses that that stuff will be in place. You have honestly to check everything. Otherwise you would still, will start to get nasty letters in the post. Um, we, we had a, a couple of, uh, of, of nasties, um, in, in as much as when business ownership changes, this is seen by, um, uh, people scan companies' house all the time, and they see it's seen as an opportunity. Um, and it appears that on the website, a couple of images had appeared, um, which there were. I don't know who did it, but somebody had copied and pasted it from the internet. And of course, everything on the internet is free, isn't it? You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, within the in the first week of owning the business, we had a cease and desist and a bill for four and a half grand nice yeah it was lovely <laughs> but um, in actual fact there it's a fishing expedition um, yeah they spotted the, the directors have changed and there are search engines now which which search for um, um, for images and they're, all the all the uh, all the the, the libraries of uh, image libraries have signed up to this and it's a new income stream for them and you know send four and a half grand into um, I, I, I don't know ASOS they'll probably just pay it you know pay a cash and um, uh, and, but you know, we we fought it, and we looked what that image would have cost us, um, and it would have cost us about forty quid. So we offered him eighty quid, and and then said, "That's all you're going to get." It I th- was just one little image.
1: I think um, that make no assumptions. Yes, makes when you're buying a company makes perfect sense. And actually, the longer I'm in business, the more I realise assumptions are the energy of uh, sorry the enemy. Even assumptions are the enemy of success. Yeah. Even if you're working with someone. You know, you can assume they think about it the same way you do, so you don't put it on the table, and then you discover six months later they realise the reason the reason that project that marketing campaign didn't work is because you'd assumed they were going to do that, which you know you knew was going to be the crux of the of the matter, and actually they weren't because they didn't didn't even realise that was an option. So it's, I think assumptions are a very dangerous thing.
0: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I when I'm doing consultancy, it's. I have to be diplomatic but i have to inquire into how far up the skill set they are in certain things um, because <laughs> you know it's it, you think uh, you, so you say you uh, say what I, I do is i send out you know 20 quest- questions of which there are 32 um which which um uh, just go through um uh, just goes through how the how the company operates and all the rest of it and 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 basically in certain instances uh, don't know answer is more, is more informative than the answer that they do know. Um, because it actually says, ah, oh, there's a gap in the skill set here.
1: Exactly. It's, it's, you've got in this, this age where there's so much going on, you have to be willing to admit when you don't know what something is. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, before this call, uh, everyone, uh, Andrew and I were talking about a source of traffic that, um, that he's getting a lot of a lot of traffic from um, neither of us had ever heard of it before um, and we kind of both agree well we would have just assumed it was a spider um, but yeah. actually it's a really valuable marketing tool.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's, it's in fact we, we we are big in brazil we 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 um, we, we, we are um, there's a we, we get a lot of traffic from a, a, a Brazilian, um, uh, social network and, and I didn't know what it was. <laughs> we get lots of it. Goodness knows how. But the thing is, because we blog a lot about things which are universal, um, then we get, uh, our articles get, uh, coverage throughout the world and, and to the extent that our, uh, biggest landing page, bigger, bigger than our, homepage is in fact an advice on how to buy anti-allergy pillows and blankets and, and, and duvets.
1: Which in your marketplace, it just has to be, doesn't it? If you've not got that experience, that trust, hmm. people just aren't going to be so likely to buy. No. And before we mo- move on to the next, next part, Andrew, have you got any last top tips for people on going through the process of buying an existing e-commerce business?
0: Um, yeah, I, th- I, I think don't be in a hurry. False deadlines are dreadful things. You know, you've got to, first of all, check everything um, and um, uh, uh, make no assumptions about the business. Get the money sorted out. Um, Have a good look at the results that you're given um, and try and buy dispassionately. Because the trouble is, is that the person who is looking at the business actually really wants it that's why they're looking at it and in, the, in 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 the process of wanting they can actually ignore things that they shouldn't ignore so buy it as if you buy and sell businesses every day and you don't care much about them but you know in somewhere you compartment off loving it um uh, and the other thing is actually do try and buy a business that you you believe in
1: Yes, I think that's that's critical, isn't it? Because it's going to be the day the paperwork's signed, you've got to get into that business and do something with it. So if you don't actually want to, then it's however good the numbers look, it's just unless you, you're enjoying it, unless you're wanting to be there, it's just never going to deliver for you.
0: Yeah I mean I we we bought the, one of the reasons we built the business is is um uh, we we uh we have a a daughter who had asthma and um um and there's some interesting stuff I mean Ella's asthma is 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 you know well controlled but we, we actually rather like the product and and I mean my background I mean I I was in gifts for years and years and years as you well know and um, I mean I I I'm very enthusiastic about gifts I sell thousands of <laughs> Mod, inflatable model titanics with inflatable icebergs for you to use in the bath um, and uh, you know it was uh, you know I, I I sold you know crap that people don't need for years but I what attracted me about this business and I liked about it is I, mean, I don't want really to get into sort of rubbish about doing some good but you actually felt the stuff you were doing you know you, you selling actually was was worthwhile doing
1: yeah this sometimes it, it, it's that personal resonance that really make really drives you to do it isn't it and mm. it's there's that's always a good thing.
0: Yeah, but I mean, what, what my original point was don't don't rush because you can make mistakes. Um, just take your time. I mean, it took us two years, um, but we did the deal that we needed to do,
1: and everyone's happy, which is yeah, I think so. Which yeah. is one of the good things about not rushing it, as you you want everyone to be happy at the end of the process. Yeah. I
0: think, and, and and actually, you know, taking your time does allow more things to come out that you need to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you see it go through a whole two years of cycle, then you there's there's any crisis will happen within those two years, yeah. I would suggest.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, when you're talking to people, always use, uh, yeah, dear old Alan Wicker, who was, you know, much mocked, was, was actually a very good interviewer. Um, uh, and what he used to do, and, you know, for anybody who doesn't know him, he, he, he used to travel the world interviewing rich people. And he would ask a question. And the, then the, 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 the person he was interviewing would give their answer. And then Wicker would just say nothing and then the, the 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 interviewee would give the answer that he wanted and actually listening and waiting is great when you're buying a business
1: yeah don't answer the question for them yeah. no yeah <laughs> silence is your friend yes Okay, it's now time for the top tips round. I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Andrew, are you ready for the quickfire top tips?
0: Oh God, here (laughs) we go.
1: Don't don't worry, it'll be fine. It's easy. Um, So first off is your book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, what book would you recommend?
0: Oddly enough, it's a book that came out Round about the time you were on my um, course. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's, you know, sometimes there are eternal truths, even though technology may, may change. And it's Krugs, don't make me think. You can read it in two hours and, you know, you can look at it and you can laugh at the technology and all the rest of it. But the thought behind it is absolutely fantastic. And it is, it should follow, you, know, you should follow it to build any website. Because it works from, you know, oddly enough, it works from the uh, um, uh, the position of make no no assumptions about um, the the customer's intelligence. Um, basically, make it easy for everybody. And the, and it, as I say, take two hours to read it. And you read stuff, and you go, actually, yes, I know that to be absolutely true, but I just couldn't have put it as well. Um, and it's just got you know little bits of truth in it, which will stand as great principles if you're running an e-commerce site.
1: Excellent, brilliant um, top tip. Don't uh, know if
0: you can still get it. But I, if- I
1: believe you can. I'm pretty certain you can still get it because I was. I think it came up on Amazon the other day for me. But okay. we will uh, we'll be adding we'll add links to it on the on the site. Um, so your traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves?
0: Oh, traffic method. Um, for us, uh, we, we have fairly good search results. Um, but um. <sighs> And we have used, uh, we, we've used Google shopping to sort of cover the gap. And we found that to be a bit of a double edged sword and takes a lot of tweaking, as you, you well know. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, you know, just getting good content. I mean, I know people say this all the time, but actually content is fantastic. I mean, I said about our, our pillows and duvets. It, uh, we have got actually an advice page that outpulls our homepage. Um and in, and in terms of
1: traffic being pulled into your website, in terms of and a landing
0: as, page. As, as a landing page. Wow. It is our most traffic piece of uh, uh, of um thing. And the thing is, it doesn't actually, you know, it doesn't rank um that highly uh on the search results, but it is for certain, you know, for certain terms. But we have got advice content on our site. Um, which is uh, which pulls really well um, and it pulls in and of course every um, every advice page is linked to product um, and the internal links evidently from that high high, high uh, you know high value page reflects on the product so actually getting good advice content is is fab it takes work and it takes expertise, but actually for us it works great
1: and i I think you made a really good point there that um, it's not about the rankings; it's about the traffic.
0: Yeah, which, yeah, absolutely which
1: is such an important thing for people to understand. Okay, so our next top tip is the tool top tip. Um, maybe this is a team collaboration tool, a social media plugin, time sheeting tool, phone app, or just a way of working. Andrew, is there a cool little widget you use that makes you and your team more efficient day to day?
0: Yeah, I mean, we we read a lot of things about the get you know getting things done. Um, you know uh, philosophy um and so we alighted on nosby um which is paid for um you you pay not an awful lot of money to to get two users and a little bit more to get three um and you what you can do is you not only give yourself tasks but you can assign tasks you can collaborate on tasks um And we, it's, it's, it's very good. And of course, with, with us being in disparate places, um, it it is, it easy to work. It's easy to work. And what you do is you don't communicate via email. You've, you communicate via Nosby. Um, and so there's room for notes. There's room for to-dos. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's room for lists. Uh, you can, uh, you, it integrates with Evernote so you can, um, uh, pull documents out of it. Um, and it also integrates with Dropbox. Um, so it's a very useful tool for people who are running businesses um, who are geographically separated.
1: Excellent. And that's, I have to say, that's not one I've come across before. So how are you spelling it so I can put the link on the show notes?
0: Yeah, bizarrely, as it sounds, N-O-Z-B-E.
1: Oh, I had an S in there. So it's a good job I
0: asked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nozbe. And it's, it's, it's good. We, I mean, I, I've been through quite a few of these um, and, and I like this one best. And also it does have some good, um, uh, tuition actually built into the, either the app or the, uh, or, or the, or, or the, the site. You can, you can have it as, um, I mean, we're, we're a Mac house. So w- uh, we can have it as a, an app on our Macs, an app on our iPhones. Um, uh, it, you, you can also, uh, use it, uh, web based, should you wish. Um, and, um, evidently being, being, you know, cloud-based it, um, you know, everything is across all devices. So it, it's handy, it's handy and, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, if push comes to shove, you can always use it for shopping in Sainsbury's, you know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it does everything. It does um, everything yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so your startup top, top tip, if you met someone this weekend who is thinking of starting up an e-commerce business, what would be your number one tip for them?
0: make friends with people who've had experience um, or find some money for a good consultant. In my consultancy days, the greatest tragedies were companies I went into who, if I'd been there at the beginning, they would not have dumped shed loads of money. Um, you've got a great idea. You know, that's great. You've got your own bit of expertise, but try and associate with people who are you know, in, in the know. I mean, I I, 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 you know, I have a slight bias here. I'm, I'm on um, a co-chair of, of, of one of the bits of, of one of the organisations, the the DCA. And the great thing about that is, is that the the, the constituency is wide. So um, we have uh, people come to our events who are just started up, and we have people like Nick Wheeler from Charles Turrett, who you know is turning over 160 million. I mean, um, so it, yeah, the, you know, we we do get a, a a a load of people a load of different people there Uh, and 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 of course you know solutions are different for different businesses but actually if you're on startup talk to somebody who's done it and try and get the you know try and avoid the really really costly mistakes because you know you, you probably know a lot about your subject you probably know a lot about your little bit but there's going to be gaps in your knowledge and actually try and fill those
1: I totally echo all of that. Um, and Masterplan World, you can find all these top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash allergy. I have one final top tips question for you, Andrew. If your business didn't exist, which e-commerce business would you like to be running and why?
0: Oh, that's a tricky old it question. Is. Isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> oh, Yes, and why? Um, actually, yeah. I uh, The thing is, the, the business I really like is actually a client of mine. And, and if I run it, I'd spoil it. But because they have a, a, a brand. But just for sheer enthusiasm, for getting traction and all the rest of it, um, you're, it's not too far away from you, from your college place. Down in, it's down in Falmouth. It's a, place, a brand called Sea Salt. Ah, yes. And Sea Salt, I've worked with for a few years now um and they are going to be absolutely huge but it's just the sheer fun of the brand and i love it and i think they 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 do really well it's it's um but you see the thing is one of the reasons that um that it works is that the brand vision that comes through from the founders of the company if i ran it, it wouldn't be there
1: yeah so it's kind of you'd love to be in there but you know it it couldn't be you. But yeah, I agree. They're, they are an absolutely fascinating business. So, Andrew, what a fascinating chat. It's been a real pleasure to spend time with you today, discovering how you're driving your mail order e-commerce business. Um, before we say goodbye and wrap up, would you like to remind listeners where they can find you and your business on the web and social media?
0: Um, our business is allergybestbuys.co.uk. That's uh, that. Um, and if, you, if you're if you on Twitter, you're banging allergybestbuys. Uh, and in... Um, uh, and exactly the same on um, – uh, actually, I think we haven't got an S on Allergy Best Buys, but you still find us on Twitter. Um, and uh, the, the same on – Facebook um, we have one of the things that we have done by the way is we actually have, is, is tried to revise our approach to social media in the last six months. Um, it was a, a very deserted area for, for the company um, and so we've we've upped that so we're not doing fabulously you know don't doing fabulously yet but we are building the, the, the constituency slowly um, but it is a slow it is a slow business for us in social media.
1: Brilliant. Thanks, Andrew. We'll add links to all of that and everything else we've talked about today in the show notes. Uh, Masterplan World, you can find those at eCommerceMasterplan.com forward slash allergy, or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Um, Andrew, thank you for being on eCommerce Masterplan podcast today and for being so incredibly generous sharing your experience with us.
0: That's my pleasure. It's been fun.
1: Catch you all next time. Bye.
0: bye Thank you for listening to the eCommerce Masterplan podcast. Find out more at eCommerceMasterplan.com.